I'm Dave Cauley, investigative journalist and host of the podcast, Cold. In October of 1985, a woman named Cherie Warren left work at a busy Salt Lake City office. To meet her estranged husband at a downtown auto dealership. She never made it home. Cherie's car surfaced weeks later in Las Vegas. In the parking lot of a hotel casino. No one knows how it got there. Strange. It was strange. Both Cherie's estranged husband and her boyfriend raised suspicion for investigators. I kind of thought that he might have done something. But no arrests were ever made. In Cold Season 3, we dig into double lives, make new connections in the case, and examine the difficulty raised by reasonable doubt. We want answers just as much as anyone else. They have creeps like that now, too, so nothing's changed. That's the new Cold Season 3, The Search for Cherie. Now available anywhere you get your podcasts. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. In a new poll, a majority of Americans say they're struggling financially and they're blaming Washington, D.C. Interesting, though, the official numbers show that actually people are doing pretty well economically. So what's causing the great disconnect between hardworking American families and politicians in D.C.? And why is President Biden's messaging on the economy falling so flat and seems to be so disconnected from the American people? So I want to get into the numbers of this because it it is the ultimate example that perception is reality. Right or wrong, true or false, perception is reality. And currently the perception of most Americans is that they are struggling financially. Uh, In fact, in a uh, Monmouth University polling, uh, they said that 4 in 10, 42% say they are struggling They are struggling to remain where they are financially. And uh, it's interesting as you as you look at that, uh, that's up about 10 points in the last time they did this poll. Uh, And the number of people who say they are struggling uh, has actually increased by 18 points since last year, just a year ago. And the the interesting thing to me is that the the increase of people saying that, yeah, I am struggling financially just to remain where I am to keep the status quo, and uh, it doesn't matter what income bracket you're in. So, for example, 58% of those earning under $50,000 are saying, hey, I I just can't keep up. I'm I'm struggling with that. Again, up 18 points from June of last year. 35% of those who are earning between 50 and 100,000 say they're struggling just to remain where they are financially. 28% of those earning over 100,000 dollars a year say that they're struggling to remain where they are, keep the status quo in their financial life. So all of those are up. Now, of course, a lot of people look to that. They look at inflation, they look at the gas prices, and they look at the grocery prices. Uh, and that's where it all goes. Now, really interesting to just kind of give you a counterpoint to to all of that. Yes, that is exactly what the American people are feeling and sensing. So that is the perception The reality is also kind of interesting. The Wall Street Journal had a piece out today saying that people have money but feel pretty glum. And so what does that mean for the economy? So, again, let's break it down just a little bit. Inflation is melting away a lot of the the value of of household paychecks. So we know that uh, pay increases are not keeping up with inflation. 
the interesting thing is that even with that, even with inflation, even with uh, paychecks not going as far as they could because of inflation, household finances are as strong overall as they have been literally in decades. Part of that was money saved during the pandemic. Part of that was debt that got paid off over the last decade and the very strong job market. And so now we get into this really interesting space of if things actually are a little better. And I think for most Americans, uh, they may have a little more in savings. They may have done a little more to reduce their personal debt. But the thing that they're feeling every single day is that impact of inflation, that impact of paying more to fill up the gas tank, of paying more to fill up the grocery cart and keep all of that going. So there is this overwhelming feeling or perception that we're all just kind of treading water and just barely keeping our head above the water when it comes to economics. So what happens next? Well, I think part of what will happen next will be how do people's perception Does that change and evolve? Does the president get on a message that gives the American people confidence in the future, or does it still just feel disconnected? Uh, We said it before this week that the president is, is saying, hey, the job market's never been better. It's better than it's been in 40 years. We've had all of this great stuff. And the American people are saying, that's not what I'm feeling every day. And again, they may not be looking at the savings. They're definitely looking at their 401k saying that's taking a hit. And so the perception is they're out of touch. The president's not connected to what I'm living and going through. And so that great disconnect is really fascinating. Some of it is reality and some of it is perception. But when it comes to the mood of the nation, perception is reality. And so that requires a communication strategy that is every bit as robust as the policy strategy. And we're going to break this down a little later on in the show and look at what some of those realities are, why the president uh, hasn't leaned in on some policy things that he could do to impact the economy and impact the American people's perception of what is being done. Uh, So we'll do that uh, coming up at uh, 2.05. Brian Riedel is going to join us to help us break all of that down. And so be careful. Take a look. Perception versus reality. Remember, perception is reality until we change it. All right, we'll step aside for bottom of the hour news. You want to stick around. Coming up next, former D.C. Circuit Justice Thomas Griffith came out with a paper with many of his colleagues yesterday talking about what was lost versus what was stolen in the election. A fascinating look at the campaign, uh, at what happened, the lawsuits that were filed, and a group of conservatives taking a different point of view. Stay with us. Two years ago, Americans watched in horror as a crisis unfolded at the Kabul airport. There's desperation and anguish. More than 80,000 Afghans have since arrived in America. But this story is still unfolding. I'm Andrea Smartin. In my new podcast, Stranger Becomes Neighbor, we'll find out what happens to these new arrivals in our communities. Who would help our newest neighbors? Follow us at kslpodcast.com, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you listen.